0: Tim, we're back with the Niagara Sports Hub. Uh, we were going to take the week off, but there's so much going on. Uh, Mike was gracious enough to spend a little 15 minutes with us of his time, and we're going to discuss some hot topics, uh, especially in the NFL. So how you doing, Tim?
1: I'm doing good. And th- once again, thanks, Mike, for uh, letting us call an audible at the line of scrimmage and bring you, you on today. Let's do it. Let's do it. What you got, John?
0: Uh, well, I, I mean, the unfortunate incident that happened earlier this week with Henry Ruggs, and uh, it's just unfortunate. And for me, and I was talking to some friends about this, is that this guy came from nothing. He was making a career in the NFL, making money, and he, you know, he made it, and then he just made the stupidest, stupidest decision, and now I think it's could be all over for him.
2: Oh, and every once in a while, you'll I'll get somebody to ask me, what about his football future? This team should sign him or that team should yep. sign him. That, um, first of all, he, he's quite possibly going to prison. Yep. Uh, and then second of all, and I've said this about other guys in the NFL with mental health issues, where where we as fans, we want to find ways for them to go play defensive end. And I just stress, why don't we leave them alone? Yeah. Why, why don't we let, let them get the help that they need? And Henry Ruggs now needs all sorts of help. Now, uh, the Raiders have released him, of course. Yes, He's got teammates coming out and saying, we, we, I still love you. You know, Derek Carr saying he, he needs somebody in his corner, and I'm going to be in his corner as a friend. Right. Not as uh, being obviously supportive of what he did. Right. Uh, but I think Derek Carr, and hopefully most of us, and maybe you, the listener, are smart enough to realize, but for the grace of God, could go almost all of us. And not yes. to get too preachy here. But even if your answer is, nope, not me, because I don't drink. Okay, you don't drink, but maybe you text in the car, or maybe you fiddle with your radio too much, or maybe you turn around to the back seat to say something to your child. And the next thing you know, you're, you're, in, you're in just as much danger, really, and you're putting other motorists in just as much danger. So it's it's tragic. And the only good thing, relatively, that could come of it is, maybe we all learn another lesson, maybe.
1: Well, I, I was not... Uh... I wouldn't say a big fan of Derek Carr. It's just, he, he's one of those quarterbacks. He's, he's just a quarterback. I don't know much about Derek Carr. Yeah, But when I saw his 10-minute presser, huge, huge props to that man, him talking about taking a leadership role. And like he said, this is about the other family, the family that's dealing with the death of uh, their daughter, their cousin, right. their sister, their you know their friends. You know this is about them right now. But yeah. there will be a time when he needs to be in Henry's corner, and he will be there. I just I listened to that ten minutes, and I I walked away going, "Wow, that's what a leader looks like and sounds like."
2: Yeah, it's almost insulting to the family to be talking about Henry Ruggs and football. And so, yeah, I I think there's there's wisdom in just trying to take a lesson from this. Um, And we can take a lesson maybe from Derek Carr too, because his, his point is a good one. Henry Ruggs. I don't know Henry Ruggs. He's not an evil guy. uh, I, I, I assume he just did a terrible thing. And Mm -hmm. it's a mistake that almost any of us could have made. And some of us have come close to making. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. And with this day and age with Uber and taxis and, you know, chariots and, rickshaws and I mean, yeah I, I just you know you know he was texting i guess with Derek Carr during i guess he was out at uh top golf with you know some friends and he was texting with with derrick i think and he could have
2: asked somebody for a ride well uh, let me say this we do this to athletes and celebrities all the time oh why didn't you just take a limousine you, you can afford it well we so can we yeah, yeah. we could afford it Especially, as you mentioned, with Uber and rickshaws and <laughs> calling your cousin and asking him to come pick you up. Even before Uber, you know, when when we when the three of us were growing up, you know, there was a campaign, national campaign. I am sure it was Mother Against Driving. Yeah, it Driving. You know, hand your keys over to your friend. Just don't don't argue about it. Demand to take the keys from your friend. So relatively speaking, should he have taken a five hundred dollar limousine? Yeah. Same way I should take a fifty dollar Uh, Uber. And besides somebody dying, um, even if you just get a DUI or DWI, whatever, it's going to end up costing you $30,000. So relative to $30,000, you can afford 50 or a hundred. Even if that's your entire week's paycheck, it beats $30,000.
1: Yeah. And John and I were talking the day this happened after it came out and... There are athletes out there that you know are just bad guys. Ray Carruth was a bad guy. When Carolina recruited you know, they drafted him and he came in, everybody knew he was a bad guy. And when he killed his his baby's mother, you knew he was a bad guy and that's why he went to prison. You know, there are bad guys in the NFL, but from all accounts, it sounds like Ruggs was a really good guy that made the ultimate biggest mistake you could ever make, and he will pay dearly for it and It's unfortunate, but at this point it's like you got to rally around the family that really is needs the support, and that's the people that um you know lost their daughter, their cousin, their mother their sister
0: Speaking of wide receivers, we'll move on to the next topic uh Odell Buckham jr <laughs> uh, and his pops uh sending out a viral video of him showing his son open on a bunch of plays and, uh, kind of like this attack on, on Baker Mayfield. And I just, uh, watched the video recently and can I sing the song from, yeah. uh, you want to sing it with me, Mike? <laughs> hey, no,
2: I, I want to hear this. Everybody
0: hurts sometimes.
2: Oh, that's beautiful.
0: <laughs> no, but, um, Tim and I were talking before we jumped on is, you know, the family members and the friends who
2: get involved in the athlete's life i mean it's just crazy boy you you are right on the right path i did a video on this this morning uh on the fish report on youtube to touch on this similar subject and there's so many branches on this tree but but what you're mentioning is one of them this is emasculating and it goes all the way down to eight-year-old little league when junior gets plunked in the thigh and his mom runs out on the field to kiss his boo-boo don't do that mom you're emasculating uh, uh the little boy's testicles barely before he even has testicles let the coach tell him it's okay you don't need to give your son a hug a public hug every time something goes wrong and this goes all the way up to being odell beckham junior who by the way turns 30 today yeah. he's he's got his father babying his 30 year old self uh, whether it's your wife or your girlfriend or your husband or your wa- whatever it is your mommy your daddy it means it indicates that the player does not have scene control mm-hmm. that the that the athlete himself the headliner is not in charge of his own life that daddy's coming to his rescue when odell beckham jr can simply walk in to his teammate his coordinator or his coach and say hey hey look i'm open yeah um and and so many every team has this problem in the nfl every team has one of these uh including the cowboys yeah where that the the brother or the mom or the sister they they think they're helping and they're hurting because um they're they're creating an image for their athlete son that is not a positive one and it's not of his own doing mom dad let him screw up himself don't screw up for him Mm -hmm. odell beckham jr screwed up enough for himself with the pictures of himself in bed with the woman with the fake cocaine or whatever it was and on the boat and with his hair and tackling the nets he hasn't been good for six years Mm -hmm. he's not even a good player yeah uh, and, and so he should really just probably shut up and get to work. Uh, that, that would have been the best solution in Cleveland. I guess that's not going to happen. And now oh, we've got man. people saying he's a perfect fit in yep. Dallas. Yep. Okay. Yep. I, on CowboysSI.com shortly, I'll have a story up breaking down Odell De- Beckham Jr. to the Cowboys. And I think you'll find it hilarious, but he's not a perfect fit anywhere. He's a terrible fit everywhere.
0: You know, it kind of reminds me of what was, uh, what's, Tim Big Baller, what was his name? Um, oh, Ball. The, the father. Yeah. Lomelo,
1: but, Lorenzo Lomelo Ball's father.
0: Yeah, and the yeah. kids are fantastic athletes, and it's the father gets in the way. And I remember when they were talking about getting Lonzo Ball in Chicago years ago, and people were like, I don't want that guy around the team. The father. The dad. You know, that, yeah.
2: You know, I, I guess he'll land somewhere, but go back and look at the numbers, and then obviously we all follow football, so we're, we have some awareness of him. He's got 17 catches this year. Mm-hmm. He's just not a he's not a factor. He hasn't had a truly great season since 2016. His third year in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went to the Pro Bowl in 14, 15, and 16. And relative to relative to being really good, has done nothing since then, except bitch. The guy, and I know, you know, you get to be you and you get to have your personality. But it's really the same with Aaron Rodgers as we transition to that hot topic. Oh, yeah. I've said this to you guys. I've said it to you twice in the last month. I don't want Aaron Rodgers on my team. And I recognize, I obviously don't want Odell Beckham Jr. because he's not even a good player anymore. Aaron Rodgers remains a brilliant player. And I recognize, like you guys, uh, I, I'm, not a, I'm an anti-Packers guy, just for fun, because I grew up in Minnesota. So my opinion might be colored a little bit, but Aaron Rodgers has proven again this week. He's not a good teammate. Right. And I can't have guys in charge of my team who aren't good at being teammates. Mike, my wife
1: this week, when she found out said, and she knows very little about football, and she goes, he's a
2: selfish bitch. And I was (laughs) like,
1: that pretty much nails it on the head.
2: This isn't even about COVID vaccinations or anything. This is about deception. Yeah. Lies. Um, There's other athletes who have made their decision regarding vaccinations who got hammered, who uh, who got hammered, but who who right or wrong. And I, 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 I think wrong, but right or wrong. They they made their decision. They made their decision public. They explained as best they could their decision. And they're they're being adults about it. This guy lied about his decision.
0: Well, and then he was at a party, Halloween party, where, you know, people from the outside were let in, you know, not even, te- I mean, it was teammates, but then right. people from who knows where are, are coming in and they're not masks and unvaccinated. He, was, it's he just- was
1: following none of the protocol on the lines in the huddle. I mean, there was nothing he was doing that was, you know, that Cole Beasley or Kirk Cousins or Carson Wentz, they're all doing it because they've said, we're not getting the
2: vaccine. I've been immunized. That was his yeah. statement. I've he, been he, he made up a word.
0: Yeah. 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 It,
2: that, that's, not, that's not the accurate or appropriate word for what he did. What he did was go to a, a Northern California voodoo doctor and rubbed a fig leaf on his thigh. Mm-hmm. Some goop. <laughs> uh, and, and again, like, as you guys say, the other players, I, I presume the other players who are saying, I'm not going to do it, are, are at least following protocol. Mm Yeah. You know, it's one thing to say, I I don't want to put that in my body. It's another thing to say, I'm not going to follow any of the rules because I'm too big for that. Aaron Rodgers thinks he's bigger than the program. He's a diva. And he always has been. And so I'm curious, what role is it? Of the
1: media, the local media, especially those Packer media guys that are following this team around, what is
2: their role in digging deeper? Or are they just giving him a pass because they're Packer guys? It's really difficult. We we went through this at training camp with the Cowboys in Oxnard, where you know, every time a guy came to the podium, we started quizzing them on their beliefs and their backgrounds and all the rest. Some guys chose to not directly answer the question. I think Dak Prescott, for instance, chose yep. to not directly answer the question because he knew that some of his teammates were unvaccinated and he thought it would be good leadership to not, to not take a side. Yeah. And that's okay. That, that might not be good societal leadership, but maybe that's asking too much. A quarterback's also got to be the governor of the state. That might be asking a little much. Other guys like Ezekiel Elliott said, you know, when, when, when my family grew up, we really didn't take... We didn't do flu shots. And of course, uh, as you guys are probably aware, there is a cultural thing in this yeah. country uh, that causes a certain segment of, of our population to have a distrust yeah. for the medicine that the government says they should take. Go, go look up uh, the, the Tuskegee testing yep. and you'll know what, what we're talking about. And so those guys have their reasons. What's Aaron Rodgers' reason? And why, And if you've got a good reason, fine. Then then explain it. But he he's putting his teammates at risk. He's putting himself at risk, in my opinion. But he has the right to do that. But he's put, then then let's have a party. And so let's have Aaron Rodgers be a spreader event. That's a yeah. great idea.
0: Well, I was watching Jay Glazer. Uh, maybe it was pregame last night, and he was saying that what will come of this is probably a fine for the team
2: or fine for Aaron Rodgers but there will be no suspension why, why is that because he's Aaron Rodgers and the league needs him if this was Joe Blow listen i remember what the Cowboy, what the league did last year to the Broncos yep yep we, we don't have any quarterbacks tough <laughs> you're playing a game but the ravens who had yep. the mvp at quarterback when the ravens had covid problems they kept postponing their games yeah. Oh, oh, uh, Lamar Jackson's sick today. Okay, let's play tomorrow. Oh, he's sick tomorrow. Let's move it to Wednesday. Oh, let's move it to Saturday AM. What, whatever it takes, because Lamar Jackson matters, and the Broncos quarterback doesn't matter on TV. You couldn't have been more clear to me what the league was saying, which is we're gonna our our version of protecting the shield is we're gonna protect our money. Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson make us money. The Broncos quarterback. Drew Locke, or whatever, doesn't <laughs> yeah. make us money. So screw Drew. Screw Drew. That's a good campaign.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. Great campaign. Hey, Although, uh, here's when I'm kind of rooting for Jordan Love. If there's
2: ever a time I've wanted to root for Jordan Love, it's this weekend. Oh, I'd love for Jordan Love to, to be so dominant in this game that the yeah. Packers say, you know what, Aaron? You good were lot. right this summer. Why yep. don't you go, go on home?
0: Well, Tim, what was the uh, the Christmas cartoon, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Was it the Island of Misfit Toys? Misfit I, Toys. I think they could make a team with all the castaways and derelicts from the league, and maybe Aaron Rodgers and Odell Beckham, and you know, create a team.
2: <laughs> It'd be fun to create a team of all the... Non vaccinated guys. <laughs> wow. That's your island. There you go. Well, John, oh, real God.
1: quick, you, you, you and I were talking earlier this morning and you mentioned to me, you were talking about player, you know, the trade deadline just passed. My Rams got Von Miller, so I'm happy about that. But it wasn't a lot of trades. The one that we were kind of, we talked about previous podcasts and we were wondering if Deshaun Watson would get traded to Miami. You asked me, you, you and I were talking about that and you, you wanted to ask Mike some stuff about that.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, for months, we've been hearing about the possible rumored trade of, you know, Deshaun Watson to Miami and, you know, Tua gets, he's a first round draft pick. He thinks he's the guy in Miami. And all of a sudden they're thinking about, well, maybe you're not. And we're going to bring in, you know, Deshaun Watson, you know, rightfully so for an ownership. But in his mind and to his mind, does that affect a player like knowing that he could possibly be traded or the team, you know, is looking somewhere else at that position?
2: You know, Leighton Vanderesh talked about this uh, the other day when the Cowboys let go of Jalen Smith. And he's not a big social media guy, but he observed on social media people making fun of Jalen Smith, who, by the way, has since been released again by the Packers, making fun of him and get the hell out of here, and you never deserve to be. And Jalen Smith tried to make the point using the media to spread this message. You know, we are human beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we do have feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly than that, the nature of our job causes us to sometimes have to, at at a moment's notice, uproot our families and move to Wisconsin. Yep. And so, can can you please be a little bit mindful of that? Right. Uh, having said that, you know, you get paid ten million dollars a year, and and uh, that's that's part of the downside of your job. I I assume Tua, for all the things he's been through and all the things he's accomplished, is probably very strong minded.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. But he'll be the quarterback for the rest of the year unless they, you know, they're they've lost seven games in a row. Yep. Yeah. There's so much attention on how they almost did this, this, and this that we've lost uh, lost attention on the fact that they're terrible, uh, that, that two is not good enough, at least yeah. not yet so far, right. and that Deshaun Watson is so gifted that he really could single-handedly lift them from the dregs. This conversation will renew after the season, and I still think it's a good bet that Deshaun Watson ends up getting traded to Miami.
1: Yeah, I think this kind of goes back to what Derek Carr said in his comments earlier this week that, you know, at the end of the day, they've got a job to do. They got to stay focused. They kind of have to have tunnel vision on that three hours that they're on the field, that this is all I've got to focus about. The 53 guys in the locker room and this game today. So, you know, hopefully that's what Tua's been doing, but Miami's biggest problem is they have no damn defense this year.
2: His his approach is the same as mine on this show. I, (laughs) I, I, I just try to focus. (laughs) <laughs> uh, right. on the task at hand. It's so difficult with you guys sometimes, but I do my best.
1: Well, quick thoughts. Uh, Broncos in Big D against Cowboys this weekend.
2: Any, uh, any thoughts on that? You would have to think that given the aforementioned Von Miller trade, and as you guys know, you know he's an icon in Denver, the centerpiece of that building in so many ways. Uh, the trade of him tells the Broncos players, even though they're four and four, we, we don't believe you're going anyplace. We'd rather have a couple of draft picks than have somebody who can help this team go nowhere this year. And I, I think that spirit or lack thereof will probably integrate itself into the Broncos locker room. And that'll contribute to what will probably be a landslide loss to a Cowboys team that has the opposite in terms of mood as they get Dak Prescott back this week.
0: Hey, uh, real quick, I just thought of something. Indianapolis is hosting the hard knocks in season. Is this the first time this has ever been done? Yeah. 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 I I mean, the literal meaning of hard knocks, maybe they should go to uh, Las Vegas Raiders and, and do an in season there. I mean, uh,
2: if you could shift gears, I guess you, you, you might. Yeah. Um, You know, I think as, as we've discussed, I think hard knocks, it's great TV. Although it wasn't this year. That was really boring with the Cowboys. But usually, it's pretty provocative TV, but I don't think it's good for a football team at all. Well, yeah, um,
0: especially in season.
2: Yeah, I just think it's just it's just one more thing that could knock you off track. But money, money, money. Yep. <laughs> it's <laughs> all, all off. about the money.
0: Let's go make that money.
2: Yeah.
1: Real quick, guys. Um, our October Traeger Grill winner was Daniel Lafayette from Lafayette Construction hey. in Florence, Oregon. Uh, November promotion is available today. Go to NiagaraSportsHub.com to enter. It's a swag bag full of Niagara Mechanical Hub and Cowboy goodies.
0: Uh, and I thought it was a date night with you, Tim, too. No?
1: No date night with me. My, okay. wife, my wife has all my date nights. <laughs> okay. she's, she's the only person on my date night calendar. You know that. Well, Mike, thanks again for being able to jump on when we called the Audible. And I look forward to being in Big D next weekend. And hopefully I uh, get a chance to shake hands and say hi.
2: Yeah, come track
1: me down. We'll do it. Oh, sounds good. All right, boys. Thank you. Thanks, Mike.